0: Um, it's good to be with you guys. How you doing? Good. I, I like being at a place called called Grace. I I think that uh, from my experience with this family and this bigger spiritual family here, and those watching online, I'm sure it's true of you. It's it's much more than a name. Uh, I think it's a culture. I think I just have a sense of receiving grace, sitting here and being in the worship. I even encountered grace in the bathroom. You're like, oh, oh gosh, we're off to a start with this guy. Um, I went to the bathroom in between services and guys, you don't know me, I don't know you, but we're going to be real, we're going to get real today. My... My pit stains are already there, so if you see that going on, it's because I got worked up last service, and I thought about changing my shirt and just said, forget it. But literally, even in your bathroom here, and maybe this is common to you, um, I I think what I'm here to do today, I hope, is to, to remind you of what you're a part of, to remind you of of the name, of the banner that you sit under, and that we would just hear the good news again. And as we hear the good news, we'd be, even if it just be 1% or 1 degree, or maybe 10 or maybe 100, that we would be transformed by God's love, and his grace, and his presence, and that we would leave this beautiful round, Pastor was telling me like they only made round churches for like 6 months. I'm like, "Why did they stop?" Like I I like this place. I feel like we're we're in a a little chapel of encounter, but that we would as as we gather today, we would be reminded of who Jesus is. That we'd be reminded of who we are and that we'd walk out of these doors just a little bit more changed, a little bit more filled. A little bit more surrendered. A little bit more honest. I'm gonna call you to honesty today. I'm gonna call you to get real. I think that culture is already here, but I'm I'm doing it because I need it, because I'm sick of sitting in a pew and hearing another thing that only adds another thing for me to do, and not an ounce more of freedom or life from my heart. And I'm saying, no more. Jesus, I want you. I want you only. I want what's authentic. And I want to bring that to people who need it, starting with me, because I need it. (laughs) The Lord spoke to me in the bathroom. Got just three, three pictures up on the wall. Grace restores shattered dreams. Is that good news? Anyone ever had one of those? I've had a few. Anyone living in one right now? You're in the right place. Grace is for all people. This is, this is my tribe right here. I'm, I'm so proud of Marcus and the work that he does and the heart that it flows from. Every home for Christ. We're simple people who just want to take a shot at trying to get Jesus to every beating heart in the world. And we don't do that alone, we do that through the body of Christ. You may not even know it, but this body here has knocked, and maybe some of you are like, yeah, I, I was there, I did that. You guys have knocked, you're a part of this body, whether or not you you went out and did it, have knocked on every door in Hickory with a smiling face and an invitation, not to a church that's just named Grace, but to the grace of God, to his love, to his healing, to his presence, to his transformation, to his life. You guys, what a noble And dignified call that we have grace is for all people. And grace rescues broken hearts. Man, if I could just, Marcus was right, like, and Mark was right. I don't know which is which, Mark, Marcus, they're both Marcus. I don't know what's going on here. But they're both right. I'm not here because of my eloquence. I'm not here because of standing on stages in the past. I'm here because I'm one of you, and I need what I'm about to speak this morning. Grace restores and heals broken hearts. You guys, we are over-familiar with the good news. We thought we got it once, and now we're just here some days, some years later. And I want to say boldly to you today, the good news of Jesus of his grace, of his love, of his mercy, of his eyeballs (laughs) looking at me and you today, of his smile, is needed just as much today in your Christian walk as it was the day that you prayed that prayer and gave your life to Jesus. I would maybe even say we need it more. I know that I'm in, and I'm getting ahead of myself. I haven't even introduced my wife yet, but I know that I'm in. I know that my future is secure in terms of eternal life. I know where I'm going. But man, am I needy today? Man, am I hungry today? Man, am I aware that we still live in a present evil age, that there's brokenness in our hearts and in our relationships? Have you guys all arrived? Am I I not the only one? Like, you've arrived and you're just good? That's what I'm talking about getting honest in this place. That's what we're gonna do today. We have arrived. We're in, and yet come, Lord Jesus, to me today. just want to introduce my wife before I get carried away and start needing the Kleenex. Maddie, would you just stand and wave to everybody? This is my beautiful wife, Maddie. You know, this is a special trip for us. We've been married uh, almost eight years now, coming up on May. Uh, in that eight-year span, the Lord blessed us. Um, with four beautiful children. I see some kids in the house today. So, hey, I feel right at home. If you make some noise, you're just going to make me feel comfortable. Um, If there's a crying baby, I'm going to go probably drop the mic and go just. But back at home, we have a a six-year-old son, a five-year-old daughter, three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, and a -a one-and-a-half-year-old little boy. But this is the first time in our marriage that we have ever got on an airplane and left our kids. We've done plenty of the airplanes with kids, you guys. And let me tell you, like, talk about grace. <laughs> talk about mercy. Talk about the Lord's kindness. We left those kids at home. Um, and we, we love them dearly. But we've just got the last 24 hours to just just breathe and and be here in, in beautiful Hickory. And so, um, again, this just feels like a special moment for, for my wife and I. And, again, half of me wishes... I was just sitting on the front row, just soaking it up. But I'm going to soak it up from from up here as well. And so let me pray again. And um, I just want to welcome just the Lord's work. Um, Can you do something with me? Maybe this is comfortable. Maybe it's not. But I'm going to stretch you this morning. Can you open your hands up to the Lord, if you'd be so willing? You know, there's not a lot of things in our faith that We want to leave disconnected, and our bodies are one of those things we want to include. I want you to just open your hand and just close your eyes right where you're at. I just want to say, come, come, Lord Jesus. These are your sheep. I'm your sheep, Lord. And uh, we're here gathered in your name. There are a lot of stories in this room, Lord. There's a lot of goodness. I sense, Lord, too, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of things unanswered. And we just open our hands to you. And We just surrender. Just wash over us today, Lord, with your grace, with your love, with your presence. Can you just pray that? Can you say, come, Lord Jesus? You invited him into your heart at one point. But he wants to come again wants to remind you that he's never left (laughs) though that home feels unclean and confusing at times he's right there dwelling in your heart through faith so we just say Lord dwell in our heart pour out your love in Jesus name everyone said Amen. amen what if we just did more of that you know that's what I'm, I'm feeling in my life, like, Lord, I don't have a lot of good strategy these days in my spiritual walk other than just opening my hands to you and saying, take what you want to take. There's plenty I need to give you, and give me what you want to give, and man, I, I just want to testify and bear witness. I'm no super Christian I'm just because I'm up here on a stage holding a microphone. <laughs> I'm 36 years old. I don't think I've ever felt more broken and needy. but I don't think I've ever felt more loved and accepted and drinking deep of the grace of God. And, man, if, if there's a motivation to go out there and, and win people for Jesus, it's because I'm just one of them. I'm just, I'm just one beggar telling another beggar where to find bread, man. Church needs some more beggars. (laughs) Jesus didn't come for the strong. He didn't come for all those who had it together. He came for the weak. He came for the poor. And um, we were on the plane right here. And uh, I just was encountering God in my own heart. I was actually listening to secular music. I don't know how that works. I'll mess with your theology. I was listening to Ben Platt, and he's just. I don't know if you guys know Ben Platt, but it's just like piano and just a vocalist that'll just blow your mind. And he's just singing love songs, and my mind is wandering. I'm sitting next to my beautiful wife. I'm like, man, this is this is too good to be true. I get to go preach and do ministry, and this is, feels like vacation in a way. I'm just looking at my beautiful wife, and i am I got my Bible open. I'm in and out of a couple different books, and Ben Platt's just singing his heart out. And at 30,000 feet, I don't know, maybe you're just closer to the Lord. I'm not sure what it is, but... I was in and out of like falling in love with my my wife and and she's watching a movie i love my wife she's not religious she's such a gift to me little context for me you guys because you're going to hear me and and go like what's this guy's deal like why why is he so intense about maybe a religious spirit and and just wants to make war on that and and lift this banner of grace and the love of god it's because i was born on the front row of a church guys It's because as as grateful as I am for for Marcus introducing me and preaching in front of thousands of people, what you don't know is a lot of parts of my life became very performance-oriented in the context of ministry. And there was many times that I felt like I was just going through the motions, and I was the one that needed to have the answers and have the microphone and something good to say. And so I'm in a whole undoing. A God undoing in my life of breaking things down and building things up. Can I get any amens in the room? And some of you are like, man, I didn't come from religion at all. Like, I'll talk to you. It's, it's all grace, Jesse. I could have told you that long time ago. But, man, I'm in a grace revival, face of Jesus revival in my own heart and my own life and through pain. But So I'm encountering Jesus and meditating and reading, and I'm, I'm a little scatterbrained. But it's all good. And my my wonderful wife next to me, who's just like, I'm on this trip and I'm watching a movie like I don't have a kid pulling on me. I don't have to give anyone snacks. You know, I I didn't have to pack 50 million coloring books for every kid to keep them entertained. So we don't drive this whole plane crazy. And at one point in the journey, she's just like, so what are you going to speak on? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm praying. I got some passages, different things on my heart. I've been preparing and and seeking God. And and I think something really true came out of my heart and something that I think I want to be preached to me as well. And I just said, babe, if I could just stand up there for 30 minutes or 35 or 40, I can be long-winded. I I would just want to say, in this much different language in many different scriptures and however it comes out to just remind these people, these humans, these fellow humans that are all on a journey at different places, whether it's the most mature believer in this room, or you're in here for the first time and your life's a wreck, that the Lord loves you. That the Lord's here. The Lord sees you and is present a witness to your journey. He's a witness to your pain. He's a witness to the things that only you know and have maybe never told anybody. And he is willing and desirous to show up with gentleness and kindness and love and just, just give us himself and heal us. You guys... Every human being on the planet right now is on a spiritual journey. Whether they know it or not, everyone is in their heart of hearts yearning and seeking after God. You know, he put eternity in the heart of man. You cannot be a human and not have somewhere an aching and a hunger for God, for something beyond you. The Christian answer to that spiritual hunger and longing is found in Christ. It's found in his arrival is found in him showing up in our lives, not once. Like, I am so angry. I just want to tell you, I'm angry. I'm a happy guy. I really am. See my smile. But I am angry at the thought that we would give people Jesus once and give them a ticket to heaven. And this might be This is not what Pastor Mark's preaching, but this might be somewhere even deep in your ethos of where you've come from. I am angry. That we would give them that once and then just say, you're on your journey. Jesus wants to show up in our lives today and in the present. I'm a charismatic, not because I want to see people fall over and speak in tongues. I'm charismatic in, in as much as I believe in God's ability at any moment to break into our lives and our story with his goodness and his love in a way that transforms. We sing it today, but do we believe it? I think more often than not, I'm like, I'm running after your goodness, God. I'm trying to earn your goodness, God. I did my devotions, God. Can I get a badge? Can I earn something? And he's like, what in the world, Jesse? You don't get it yet. I love you, son, but my goodness is running after you. Like, when did we, we get the cart before the horse that it's, we're trying to put a smile on God's face when the smile was already there. The smile was there when we were opposed to him. The smile was there when we were his enemies. And now he's adopted us and called us sons and daughters of the Most High God. And we're kind of sitting around going, I don't know. I think he's just a merciful judge. You know, I got in the courtroom that one time, I prayed the prayer. The judge put down the gavel and he said, you're clean, you're free, and I left there. Now what? I praise God for justification. I praise God and believe in him atoning for my sins. But you guys, he wants so much more. That was only the beginning. That was only the front door. And now you're in his house, but we're most of the time living like we're not in it. And we're knocking on the door and we're trying to get in and we're trying to get to the other room and trying to get close to him. All the while, not being that honest about our pain as Christians. Christians are some of the most dishonest people. I'm sorry. And I'm one of them. Because we we build up these systems in our mind and and this performance mentality of what I have to do to, to please God. Forgetting that I have nothing and am nothing, but it's in His grace. He says, I'm the apple of His eye, I'm His beloved. I feel like the church, um, and I'm the first person in line, we need revival. Like, we need a revival of of seeing the true Jesus. Will the true Jesus please stand up and come into my heart today? Lord, you came in at 7 when I accepted you and I got baptized, and I'm so grateful for that. And you've never left, but Lord, I need transformation I need abundant life. I don't know about you guys, but if we're just signed up, like if this is just the way that we hang on until we get to eternity, it ain't that great. (laughs) Or maybe it's better for you than it is for me. Maybe I need to join your church and leave mine. The promises of, of scripture that he has abundant life for us. And so I want to tell you today, Jesus loves you. I want to tell you, through the scriptures, I want you to hear somehow, some way, just a fresh invitation from Jesus to encounter him, to know him. So much, you guys, in the West of our faith right now is living here. And I'm, I'm grateful for good doctrine, good thinking. But I don't need to just get some new information today. I need my heart to be rearranged. I need my heart to be softened and transformed. And like Peter, I don't know where else to go. Lord, where else can we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. So today I want to bless your hunger. You guys are in a season of hunger. You're in a season desiring breakthrough for your own lives and for your city. I think the breakthrough that Jesus wants to give you today, I'm just going to say this really bold. is giving you eyes to see him in a fresh way today. I hope I pray. I felt it in first service like I see Jesus in a new way by standing up here and talking about him like religious funk and garbs are just like falling off and freedom and life are filling my heart and my soul and I'm going this is real. Like can I challenge a little bit of a religious spirit? Is it real to you? Is Jesus real? And, guys, I'm not, I'm not saying this with, like, condemnation. I'm just saying I don't want to keep getting duped. Like, I don't want to dupe myself. He's real and knows everything about me and has a desire to, to heal me and make me like himself. When I say heal, I'm talking body, soul, mind. And there, See, I told you I needed this. Sometimes I cry and then it comes out of my nose. <laughs> you guys, we can be light today. I, I'm just fired up. I, like, want to get down with each one of you, just shake you. And then hug you and just look you in the eyes and just say, like, this is real, you guys. And if anyway, we've settled into some form where Jesus isn't present, not just me up here, not just Mark, not just the worship team, not just the person next to you, but like Jesus, real, present with his saints that are gathered. We say it all the time. We're two or three are gathered in his name. There he is in our midst. Well, man, let's start to kind of like... Look for him in our midst. And yes, look to Pastor Mark, and yes, look to, to Janie and Drew, these awesome, I mean, Jesus was in the worship today, but let's look to him. Because my, my heart, again, it needs softening. It needs rearranging. It needs encouragement. It needs to know that I am that beloved. I have such a deep hunger and desire. It, if, I, if I get my desires all rearranged, you guys, I'll go to my wife, not even knowing it, and I'll drive her crazy and ask her for something that she can never give me. And you know what that is? She she tells me I'm loved. She tells me I belong. And it touches my heart. But you know the way that God made us? Even that doesn't satisfy. I am grateful for that. That woman and her love has changed my life. But even when that need is fully met, I have a hole in my heart. Just like that donut. Pastor Mark didn't eat. I have a hole in my heart. Blaise Pascal, famous philosopher, wrestled with the existence of God, had a radical conversion, heart on fire, experiencing the love and the mercy of Jesus. And he said, every human being, we have a hole in our heart that only Christ can fill. That's back to that hunger. You're in a season of fasting. You're hungering for something. Can I tell you what you're hungry for? Can I just remind you? You're hungry for love, for belonging. And I want to point you to where you're going to find that. Right now, you might be trying to meet that hunger in some things that are legitimate, but even misplaced. Some things that are illegitimate. You guys, all of humanity is being driven by insatiable hunger. And until we come face to face with God in the face of Jesus Christ incarnate, we're lost, we're misplaced, but when we find it, everything changes. When we are eyeball to eyeball with Jesus, everything changes. If you'd put the scripture up on the the screen, just want to spend a moment in the word of God and then a couple stories maybe. And um, just want to have a time of ministry and prayer. How many of you are familiar with this verse before? You're like, oh, yep, heard it before. I just want to invite you, maybe even physically, just lean in a little bit. Just lean in. Seriously, when we read the scripture, guys, especially from the mouth of Jesus, we are recounting something that actually happened. I just want to tell you that. Like, I could stand up here, and across this room, we're going to have a couple hundred different views of how he said this and what he meant by it. We've heard it so many times, we've become almost dull of hearing. I, I would like to imagine, help, and help you imagine today, that Jesus was standing on this platform, not... In some weird form where I'm like, I'm Jesus just because I have a beard or some. We don't have to get weird here. But this is as real as he wants to be with us. That he would stand here and speak these words to us. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. How many of you want rest? How many of you recently have turned to someone and I'm so tired. I mean, me and my wife, it's like every other day with our kids. Praise God, my little brother has them. He was texting us. They did not sleep last night. They're all in shambles. No, they're they're doing okay. But we slept last night. There's a craving and a desire for rest. Where do we find relief in this world where everywhere we turn is wars and rumors of wars and broken relationships? And you know what? I don't have to look overseas. I can look in my own heart and see just so many things that are broken and out of place. And I'm crying out. I just need a vacation. There's a craving, a hunger that's built inside of us for rest. And Jesus says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I did this in the last service, and just kind of came out. I'm gonna try it again, but how did he say that? Like, how many of us are sitting here with this view of stoic Jesus, who's saying, come to me. All you who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest for your souls. Like, I know we're, we're joking around. Like, I am gentle. I am meek. I am lowly. Yoke yourself to me. Whatever that means. You'll find rest. Like, we've cheapened the gospel of grace when we don't see God in the flesh, Jesus was not just a teacher, he's not just a great Jewish guy, and I know we know this, but I'm preaching to you guys again, I want you to imagine there's a moment in heaven where the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the triune God that we serve and can't quite explain, there's mystery in our faith, or someone at least can explain it better than me, I'm just going to leave it there, are having the conversation, and they're looking at humanity, The the creation of God, the apple of his eye, the apex, the image bearers that have just played out the whole story over and over and over again. Unity with God, connection, broken relationships, sin, rebellion, a prophet comes, the law comes. The Lord reaches out for thousands and thousands and thousands of years to his people saying, I want your heart. I want your heart. I want you to know me. I want you to follow me. I want this to be relational. This isn't just about rules. I'm in this for your good. I love you. I have purpose for you. And then we have 400 years of silence. We just celebrated this, you guys, Advent, the coming of the Lord. And the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are up in heaven, and they're having a conversation. And the Father says, Jesus, it's time. It's time that you go. And, of course, all of us are just going to jump straight to the cross. It's time that you're born of a woman, sacrifice for sins, resurrection, so we can just get them back in relationship with us. Yes, baseline, yes. But it was so much more than that. The father's looking at the son and he goes, you are going to be the exact representation of my nature and my character and my heart because I don't just want them to have a payment for their sins. I want them to know me. I want them to know what my heart is like. I want them to have things broken down of what I am not like. God was mysterious and far away, and then suddenly Jesus breaks onto the scene. Do you guys know that the human face has 42 muscles in it? 42 individual muscles. Move your face around right now. Come on. Come on. I can see you guys. Come on. Move your face around. You have 42 different ways to express the complex emotions that are going on inside your heart. Anger, fear, sadness, joy, love, like it's a fun game with your kids. You know, you take the selfie and you do all the different faces and they try to do it and they don't know how to move their faces yet. Jesus showed up on the scene with 42 muscles in his face to show us what God was like. And I wish, and I, in my holy imagination, I go there in this passage because I picture not a stoic Man, I picture passion and invitation to a banqueting table of love. And Jesus looks at us, and he says, come. I know this was a passage the Lord put on my heart, and I was wrestling with it. Is it right? Guys, I have insecurity as a preacher. Like, Lord, I don't know. I think this is right. I think it's what you gave me, but I don't know. I'm just going to deliver it. And I, I get on the front row of our, the service downtown, your guys' spot right there. And Drew starts singing this song, come as you are, or as you want to be. Are you ready? Are you ready? And I'm like, thank you, Lord. It's right. And, and before I'm even preaching the word, I'm responding it to in my own heart. You guys, I want to say this boldly. Jesus wants you to come to him again. You came to him once, and you found initial rest for your souls. But I am guessing you have restlessness still in your soul. You have places of your heart that are not healed, that are still broken. And Jesus invites you not to hide out in shame, not to put on a Christian mask and still show up in church. And, yeah, brother, I'm doing great. Like, you know when I think revival comes is when it's like, hey, man, how you doing? Man, I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good. I'm broken. I'm hurting. I relapsed. I I'm going through issues with my wife. I'm doubting that God loves me. I feel under attack, whatever it is. And that we say together, hey, I want to remind you of something. There was a word from Jesus to you and to me. And we're not just sitting in a pew, like going through motions. We're actually coming to the source of life, to the creator of the universe and the lover of our souls. And we're looking for what these 42 muscles want to speak to us. And he says, come. As you are, not as you should be. And if you can do that, I will give you rest for your souls. Not only does he stop there. I mean, that would be good news. You guys, that is good news to go out of the four walls, 16 circles of this church and hit the walking trails that I just heard connected from downtown to this place, and to go out into Hickory and the highways and byways, not selling something that we haven't smoked ourselves. Sorry, uh, drug reference is probably bad. I don't want to be a peddler of redemption. Well, here you go. Here's how you can get the Get to Heaven free ticket. I want to be a witness and a participant in redemption. And be okay with saying, I'm not fully redeemed. I am, legally, I'm in, but the Lord's doing a work in my heart. And I want to show up to my neighbor with honesty and not hold the word of God over their head and scare them into heaven. I want to stand as a witness that I am one of those heavy and weary laden people as well. I just happen to know where to get rest and where to find life and mercy and purpose And I know what these 42 muscles look like. They look like sometimes they have tears in their eyes. When we come with our stories of abuse and brokenness. And Jesus looks at us, looks at you today. I'm talking to you. And says, I weep over that. I was there. That breaks my heart. And I love you and I'm committed to you. If you would just... We don't, no, so much of us don't want to go back. You guys, we got to go a little bit back and invite Jesus into these places that are still present in our lives today. He's real. And maybe in the next moment, after he's crying with you, he's smiling with you, and he's got an arm around your shoulder, and, and maybe the most real Jesus that we can experience and give away is just him sitting with us and saying, it's going to be okay. I'm telling you what, guys, you might think, man, this is humanistic. This is, you're talking just about people. This is how Jesus gets glory. This is how he wins hearts. This is how he won 12 guys who are everything I'm talking about. Prideful, cheating people, fishing, like just living their lives. And he breaks in and he calls them. And we are those people today as we were when he called us the first time. And he says, come to me. And he says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I am gentle and lowly in heart. There's a pastor named Dane Ortland who wrote a whole book called Gentle and Lowly. Everyone should get it. You should read it. It's changed, just changed my perspective of Jesus. He said this about Jesus kind of self-exposure of his heart when he says, learn this about me. You know, we're relational beings. We learn about each other through connection and experience and the, the 42 muscles. And we take a lot of cues. From what we see. And this is what Dane Ortland says about Jesus. The most natural posture to him is not a pointed finger, but open arms. Again, I know you know it, but do you know it? Do you know it? I know you know it on your best day when you're a super Christian and you did your de- devotions and you didn't eat the cheese Danish and you're like a super fasting Christian. Do you know it when you ate the t- cheese Danish? Do you know it? When God doesn't answer the prayer for healing, and we don't know why, and someone close to you dies, like is he still gentle and lowly in that moment? Or is there a pointed finger? Well, I didn't pray enough. Well, maybe it was my sin that made it happen. Guys, there's so, there's so much more space we need to leave for mystery, and we need to create space for just Jesus to show up as he is. Not with a pointed finger, but with open arms. Like, part of the reason I don't want to do devotions is because part of me, if I'm honest, goes to see God in a certain way where I'm I'm like posturing and trying to measure up and like hiding. Man, if God has open arms, I want to do devotions. (laughs) Like, if he's gentle and lowly, and that's the primary way that he's interacting with me. I want to show up like I want to go to church like no one no one's dragging me anymore (laughs) because if Jesus is there that's what I need we're not an agricultural society what does it mean to be yoked to Jesus the best picture that I have is of my little boy Abraham I wish you could know Abe it's honest Abe he hasn't yet learned how to posture and be religious and so he's just a kid you know our spiritual journey guys we're all just trying to get younger We're not trying to mature and get older and wiser. We're trying to get younger and more childlike and more receptive to just Jesus showing up in our lives. That's why we need the kids in our midst. And Abraham, all my kids are just such a gift to me. But this past summer, um, I don't work on a farm. So again, yokes and oxen and that whole picture is just like, yeah, I, I get it. I've heard it. Great, great message. Great sermon illustration, sir. For me, I just know suburbia living. Like, I live in Colorado Springs. We got a nice little house and a backyard that I've grown some really good grass that I'm proud of. It's not easy to grow grass in arid, dry, hot Colorado, but I've done it. Um, Proved my wife wrong. No, I'm just kidding. Built my own sprinkler system. I'm a self-made suburban man, Um, but then you get that grass, and you got to mow it, and so this last summer, my son just starts expressing desire to mow the lawn, and Part of me's like, man, just throw them throw out there. Let him like, kind of figure it out. Let all the lines be messy. And then it's like, oh, that also could be dangerous um, and look really bad. So I'm still dealing with my own control issues. But finally, we just figured it out that Abe fits, fits right in here. He just fits in the little lower handlebars of our 18-inch, 20-inch mower in our small little suburban backyard. And we start pushing that mower together. And Abe, Abe thinks he's doing it, man. He's, Dad, I'm doing it. Dad, I'm doing it. And I'm like, Son, you're doing it. You're doing a good job. Stay on the line. You're doing it. Good job. All right, we got this. He's doing 5%, 10% of the work. And I mean, he's pushing. He's a little beefy, athletic little boy. He doesn't have a beard yet. Um, he's got blonde hair. He looks more like my wife. And he's just got his butt into it, you know, and he's just, I'm on the lawn. I'm pushing. And for him, it's pure joy. And little does he know, I'm pushing. I'm steering. We're yoked together. And I'm looking down at him going, I'm so proud of you, son. I love you. I just love being with you. And he's like, Dad, we're doing it. And we get done, and we accomplish something together, and we're going and having a lemonade or whatever. And we're high-fiving and going, look, we accomplished something. When Jesus promises of rest for his soul, being yoked to him, it's not like we're just going to go on vacation, guys. He's given us work to do. Life is heavy. There's not a full relief from the heaviness of this life, but there's rest and deep peace at our core. There's a settledness. In that moment, my son is so settled. And I'm thinking, Lord, make me more like Abe. In the Christian walk, in my spiritual journey, I sometimes just think i got to push all this weight and carry it all and do the mission and have it all together. And the Lord's like, no, son. One of of those moments on the plane, kind of end here, maybe the worship team could come up. One of those moments on the plane as I'm listening to Ben Platt and thinking about you guys, though I don't know you yet, anticipating you, and your 42 muscles and your stories just had this picture of just walking with God as my father. And I'm, I'm Abraham. I'm the little dude. And um, just holding my dad's hand and just walking with him, being at peace, being at rest, Again, I know we're stirring up some heavy things today, you guys. The reason I want to stir it up is because I think it would just be a travesty and I've done this and the Lord has timing for all of us. I'm not trying to rush him. He's actually really patient. He's really gentle in the way he interacts with us, but I think there's just an invitation out of hiding. Even in our Christian walk, There's an invitation to honesty. There's a whole group of people right now. There's a whole movement called the deconstruction movement. People are deconstructing their faith. You know, I think that's sad. I think, I also think those people have a reason. I don't think it's just all like mental questions. I think we have pain in our hearts. And I'm not saying go deconstruct. I'm saying before you deconstruct. (laughs) or before you just sit in a pew for 50 years and never experience, like, the true life that God has for you, let's get honest. Like, that's what I love about this place. That's what I love about grace. Like, if you have a broken heart, if you have questions, don't, don't jump to just, like, I just want to go do something for Jesus out there. Like, partly he'll meet you on the way, but I just want to give this invitation today. Come been praying a dangerous prayer in my life and it's changing me Lord I come to you as I am not as I want to be or think I am or what says on my ministry bio (laughs) man we can fool a lot of people but Lord I come to you as I am in all of my glory and all of my brokenness now Lord I ask you come to me as you are gentle lowly full of kindness Ready to meet me, ready to smile at me, ready to cry with me, with a commitment to never leave. You guys, we are so afraid. We are so driven by fear that we will be left. I mean, it's like a core human thing. You might even be fighting it going, Jesse, I don't know who you're talking to today. I promise you, it's all of us. It's just built into us. And Jesus, whoo, he cuts through. And he says, you'll keep coming. that little lawnmower and we're going to walk together. And I'm going to bring healing. We stand together this morning and at the beginning we just took that posture of open hands. I just want to trust that Jesus wants to minister to you today more than I do. I really want to. I'd love to like pray over every single one of you, hear your life story, cry with you. It's not... It's not my job. It's not, I don't have capacity. I have limitation. But there's someone present here who wants to show up that real to you today. Eyeball to eyeball. Hand in hand. 42 facial mus- muscles. And meet with you. And give you rest for your soul. And commission you out of this place to be a carrier of his rest, his peace. Honestly, again, commission you out of here as one beggar. Telling the other beggar where to find bread. Come. The Lord spoke to me in a bath, your bathroom through one of your little invitation cards. There's something about your guys' bathrooms. Is everybody okay? I, this just feels normal to you. I'm telling you, this, this is powerful. This is grace. Come as you are. He will meet you as He is. Give this to someone else. Hey, I found life. I'm still messed up. I'm still working through it. But man, everything's changed, and is changing, and is going to change. And He's with He's with me. He loves me. So let's open our hands. If you're okay, if you're okay with that, if you're comfortable, if not, there's no there's no shame. I just want to say this is a shame free zone, condemnation free zone today. Jesus, we invite you. Father, we invite you. Holy Spirit, we invite you. I just invite your healing in this room, Lord. I invite just your invitation for us to be real. Lord, I pray you'd set a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Lord, we're aware of just things in our lives we're fearful of, we're anxious of, we're we're hurting because of, Lord, there's people in this room, Lord, who are bearing the weight of their own sin, they're bearing the weight of sin committed against them, and you want to set a banqueting table, Lord, in the presence of those enemies, and say to every son and daughter in this room, come, sit down, receive my rest, so we just welcome you, Holy Spirit. Just encourage you as the worship team starts starts playing, just talk to God. And you, your only prayer might just be, Lord, Lord, I come, or Lord, please come. Lord, I need you. Let's pray some honest prayers, you guys, in this place, and trust Jesus to just show up, heal the brokenhearted, restore us, renew us. Send us out today. In Jesus' name.
1: you
2: feel like our work is done yet. When I, when I hear a message like that, I, want, I, I need action steps. And when the Holy Spirit speaks through anybody and says, come, <laughs> I feel like we should come. I feel like, I mean, I feel like we need to get out and we physically need to come forward and say, God, I, even though others won't accept me the way I am, I thank you for accepting me. Even though I know I have a past and I can't forgive those in the past, but I'm going to come forward knowing that you've forgiven my past and you've forgiven their past, so if you've forgiven me the way I am, then, Lord, I'm going to come to you just like I am. And I feel like if we could do that this morning and maybe some of our our team can get behind you and just minister with you, we could take that mask off finally and say, Lord, I'm coming to you right now just the way that I am because that's how you accept me just as I am. And so I'm gonna challenge you today like I was challenged in the first service and like I'm challenged in this service and like I'll be challenged tomorrow and the day after that, Lord, you want me to come. And yes, I still believe. So I'm going to ask you to get out. If this message ministers to you in any way, I'm going to ask for you just to come up front. And maybe you find a place to pray or maybe you just stand here. But it's time for Grace Church to take off the mask and say, hey, if I can be real with God, then I can be real with others. I'm just going to come. So as they sing it through one more time, I'm going to ask you, if it ministers to you in any way, just come. Come stand forward. And maybe some people might come around and just minister to you, Jesse and Maddie and Marcus and Charity and Duck and some of our other prayer team. They could just come forward and let's just pray with you. And you say, Pastor, I, I don't need prayer. Then you really need to come. Because we all, we heard it. We all need it. We all need what Jesus is getting ready to do for us today. Would you come? Come on.
1: i
3: so much we see the love in your eyes and your kind heart truly we are mesmerized by that lord we thank you lord for for the word we thank you for the prophetic word that you wanted to stop by grace church this morning and just say i love you i love you just like you are i love you in the middle of whatever your stuff is, whatever your mess. It's not a religious love. It's an intimate relationship with our Father, with Jesus, that we can look in the eyes of the Father, in the eyes of Jesus, and the posture that we can put our hands out and say, I receive that love. I accept that love. I thank you for that love. In the middle of my junk, you still love me while i was yet a sinner you died for me and you came into my heart and you love me and then lord that we can just remove the mask that we're wearing we can remove the the church hats and we can just throw them down and say here i am to worship the king who died for me who loves me in the middle of my stuff i receive that love that we wouldn't be in a hurry and we wouldn't have to rush out to the restaurants. We wouldn't have to run away, but we could just take some time and say, Lord, here I am. I just want to be still and hear your voice and receive your love where you push that mower. You push it and we think we're doing all the work and we're not doing nothing. You're behind us and you're pushing us and you're carrying us and you're picking us up when we don't think we can take one more step. You lift us up and you carry, you do the work. Our job is just to receive the love and not try to earn the work and earn the love. You already love us. So Lord, I pray that for every person in this building and all those watching online today, that Lord, they would just... Do exactly what Jesse said. Put our hands out in the posture of saying, thank you, I receive that. I take that. I receive that word. And I accept the love of Jesus, period. No more, nothing to add to it. I accept the love of Christ. I receive it. Now I'm going to walk in it. And I thank you for that. I thank you for the amazing word. I pray that you watch over each and every one of us. You protect us and let us walk in a new fresh eyes of love, the fresh eyes of the Father. I pray, Lord, you would just continue to um, be with Jesse and Maddie, Lord, as they travel back to Colorado today, but but Lord, the, the passion that is in their spirit, I pray, God, you would just bless them back for all that they stopped and all that they gave to be in Hickory today. That you would bless them today in their time home and their time in their ministry and the new levels. And Lord, I just I just hear your voice even over Jesse that for such a time as this, it's a new season. I just hear that, Lord, today and I just I prophesy that over him that it is for such a time as this moment in his life that you're doing something new and something fresh and he is getting ready to walk into something that he's never done but is going to be dynamic. So I declare that over him and we as a church at Grace Church say, we declare that and we receive that word of the Lord that for such a time as this, something's about to happen he was made for this so we declare that over him right now and be with each and every one of us today as we go into our homes and bring us back to downtown church on wednesday at six thirty or 6 o'clock for prayer we bless you and we love you in jesus name amen love y'all so much be blessed and we'll see you wednesday 6 30 downtown have a great day
4: thank you for joining us for today's service If God
3: is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv slash give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next
4: week.